You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. You guys cool if I go take another nap? Oh, man. Thank you to Bassano. I'm full. Please go get Dom Herrera. Bring him in. He's waited long enough, Spanish. Dom Herrera is a legendary comedian, and you will see him at Side Splitters this weekend. This is one of the things about Dom is, uh, oh, I got something on my mustache. Dom has been around for a while, but he has the... Uh, respect of all the new comedians. Sure, yeah. Oh, man, I forgot Harvey Levin's at 9.30. Spanish, uh, mm. you're not a very good producer. Mm-hmm. We got Harvey Levin at 9.30. There's Dom Herrera. How you doing? Hey. How you doing? Sit right here so I can stare in your beautiful face. I want to see that. Hi. Uh, we saved you a lobster cheesecake if you want to try it. Bobby Jewell, how are you doing, buddy? Uh, how you doing, my man? Good to see you. Good. Uh, yeah, I already had lobster cheesecake. You did? Yeah, this morning. <laughs> did you really? No. no. Oh, you mean before you came here? <laughs> I thought you meant out there. No. no. Um, how about a guy I know married that Topanga chick? What about her? You remember when you were on that show? Yeah, was it sure. Boy, Boy Meets World? Uh-huh. We always talk about her when you come in here. And a guy, I know, a guy I know married her. Knocked her up and everything. Really? Yeah. Isn't that cra- incredible? I was sitting getting makeup next to uh, Jim, one of Jim Carrey's ex-girlfriend's. Blonde, really pretty blonde. Anyway, she comes in and jumps in my lap, starts kissing me yeah. you know, on the head and all. And these girls are looking at me. Who is this mook? <laughs> How you uh, doing, man? Good, buddy. How are you? Good. Great man. to see you. Me too. I, uh, I have so many questions. I got in a wormhole of Rodney Dangerfield the other day. Mm-hmm. It started first. I was just watching him on Carson a couple of times. Then it was something else. Then next thing you know, I think he was on Howard one time, and it was a real revealing interview. Were you close with him? Yeah. Was he a good dude? He had like a group of us that he, yeah, he's always helping us out. I, I, one time I asked him, I says, why don't you, what about you? Yeah. Do you need anything? Because you're always get, getting stuff for us. I said to him, one, last time I saw him, he goes, uh, I said, can I do anything for your kid? I go, yeah, close your robe. <laughs> I want to see your little purple nuts. <laughs> when I was a kid, I had to be like in maybe sixth or seventh grade, they filmed Easy Money in Staten Island where I was growing up, yeah, yeah. and they used my... Uh, Parish's church where I went to school. I went to a uh, elementary school that had attached to a church, and that's where the big wedding scene was. Uh-huh. And I hear it too. You hear music? I think your thing's still up. Oh, yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, anyway, so I got to meet him, and he it's so funny because he was wearing just a robe. <laughs> but, but the whole he used thing. He go around town like that. Oh, in yeah. New York, he'd have Coke. He's <laughs> in the back of a, a limo. Uh-huh. He's, he's snorting before he goes home with no underwear. <laughs> Uh, Eddie Murphy just had a thing. They had it on uh, line where he was talking about Rodney Dangerfield. He got to perform uh, with him when he was like 18 or something and asked Rodney if he could watch his act. And afterwards, Rodney said, I don't know, with all the racial stuff and this and that. And he goes, I don't know how far you can take that. And he said then years later, he was out in Vegas and doing a big show out there. And Rodney Dangerfield was in the bathroom and he went in and Rodney looked at him and he goes, who knew? <laughs> <laughs> he, so I guess he was in it. 
and did it for a while. Yeah. And then he, but he really wasn't gaining any traction and had to leave and go back to being a house painter. He yeah. quit. Uh, he, he put aluminum siding on. Aluminum siding. That's what it was. So that he said that they would go out and give out estimates. And they were like, you were just on the Tonight Show. And he was <laughs> yeah. Like, now I got sighting. He came in a comedy store to see me for the special. Uh, that special was unbelievable. Anyway, we uh, one night we're not famous. Next night we're famous. Right, right. I go to right. Atlanta. I go, wow, who's playing here? It's only Tuesday. They go, you are. Uh-huh. I didn't even know it was on the air yet. Isn't that the best feeling in the world? Oh yeah. Well, I, I remember I had my uh, 40th birthday at the Hard Rock here, and I got off the elevator, and the line was by the elevator, and I went, "What's going on here?" And like, yeah. this is the line for your birthday. I was like, "What? <laughs> That's the greatest thing." Yeah. So before the comedian special hit. How was how was business? Just average. It was it wasn't close to that one night. But because don't forget, there were only there were very few specials. Now, right. now you're special if you don't have a special. Here's yeah. a guy who <laughs> yeah. doesn't have a special. You, you probably won't hear him anywhere. <laughs> uh. But uh, Rodney was just uh, he came in to see me. I, I, it was Barry Sobel, yep. remember him? Yeah. Damon Wayne's and myself. We were all supposed to do ten That's minutes. That's a joke. Why guy a Jew and a black guy? <laughs> so a Jew walks in out of nowhere. <laughs> But uh, Rodney came in to see me, and Damon did 25 minutes, and then Barry did 25 minutes, and I'm supposed to do 10, so I get, I'm, I'm pissed. Right. right. So I get on stage, and all I do is lay into them. What well, did Damon think he was going to get funnier after 20 minutes? <laughs> all of a sudden, it's going to kick in. <laughs> and uh, he, he, Rodney comes up and he goes, listen, kid, you're funny, but uh, do you have an act or what? All you do is lay into people. I said, well... Um, that's not even a good Rodney, is it? I don't want to go all the way. Cause I feel, yeah, I feel yeah. a little hokey. Yeah. But uh, he said, he saw me the next week. He says, all you do is lay in the people. I said, well, I got an act. So I did, and then I got the gig. Oh, that's good. That was it from the one time he saw you? Yeah. Oh, kid. So, yeah. I, so I guess the reason why I'm bringing this up is because, so I guess because of the the way he uh, was in the business, that's why he had, you know, spent most of his career helping out the young comics. Yeah. Obviously, he was successful for him, Because he too. wanted to stick it to a lot of the old comics who didn't do anything for him. Yeah. Why, why, why do you think? Is that a jealousy thing or was he? I don't know. I mean, you know, the greatest hook ever, and, you know, that that hook, I get no respect. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I love to see kids laughing at him. You know, it doesn't matter at that age. And no. that's what, but he, he would come on and just rifle out material. Yeah. And, because he had a fight with Carson, too. He's always fighting people. Why do you think I always see uh, online? He was on there. It seemed like Carson loved him. Uh, yeah, later when he when he brought him back. But at first, they, you know, he was, the funny thing about him, when he was serious, he was at his funniest. Yeah. But you couldn't hear him, you know, because in those days, especially, there, were, there weren't not, not many venues for a guy that dirty. Right. You know, and, and that was considered that dirty back then? Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know. That's amazing. And so so you had the Young Comedian special, but what about, like, before, so the only other thing making a comic was The Tonight Show before that. Yeah, right? pretty much. That's, if you didn't get so on crazy. that, you were you were at Jimmy's Clam Bar in Bayonne. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I I know you say these names like Barry Sobel. I know Barry Sobel. Yeah. Um, and because I used to just stay up Michael, and you're, watch. You know all of us. You're one of us. No, I'm not one of you. But I do know I'm a fan for such a long time. That's like, amazing. I, isn't it? I, I was telling you probably know about this. Who was in here? I was asking him about it the other day. We were talking about uh, when I called Saget. Who was in here? Like Craig Gas. Oh, Craig. Okay. And I was saying there was a there was a show on in New York that Bill Boggs hosted a, a comedy I, I, show. I was on it. I okay, was on it with Cheech and Chong. Oh, really? That was cool. Yeah. And it was on like a Saturday night at midnight or whatever. Yeah. And I was a kid, and I'd stay up or I'd tape it, and I'd watch it, and then I'd watch it a thousand times after that because there was no internet, there was no other way to get stand up comedy. And I couldn't go to the clubs. Yeah, isn't it weird that they had to smuggle? Uh, yeah. And also dirty material like uh, Mom's Mabley yeah. and all these old black acts that you couldn't get anywhere. You know that that was the only venue we had for them, and that was for me. Like I'd found out about those acts in my adult life, 
and I went back and would watch all these things and listen to it, and I feel like they, they're owed that. Um, all right, so I have another thing to ask you about. And this is not has ask a, away, my friend. This has nothing to do with you, but just because of your time in the comedy business and you being around so long. And Bobby, maybe you know because you and Carla Bova friends. So this kid, Richard Pryor's kid, pops up and says that uh, Sam. I mean, uh, Richard was going to kill Mooney. Uh, <laughs> what's his name? Paul Mooney. Paul Mooney. Mooney. Mooney Love stick. Yeah. Well, he says that. Uh, him and Paul Mooney had a sexual relationship, and when Richard Pryor found out about it, he was going to hire a hitman and kill him. And it never, I guess that's when he got sick, and it never happened, blah, blah, blah. So they asked him about this on a podcast that they do out of the comedy store. And in that thing, he says that one day he's over hanging out with Sam and Carl, and Sam says to him, you know, I like to do anything that's bad. Would you have sex with me, not in those words. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then he they the kids said, all right, put on some porn. With me and Carl. With, well, I don't know. Did he say he said me and Carl? Oh, you have it? Uh, yeah, let me this find is, it real quick. This is from the podcast. See, the reason why I'm asking you is because we had the kid on, and I asked him about Mooney, and he got all upset, and he hung up the phone, so I never got to ask him. Who is he? Who's Richard he? Pryor's son. Oh, okay. So, and and uh, evidently, then we had uh, Jimmy Schubert in here, and Schubert said he never saw Sam... Go that way. Play it so Dom could hear it. We were up at uh, Sam's house. Oh, yeah. And Sam's talking to me, and he's like, you know, um, Carl and I think you're hot. <laughs> I'm like, what? Carl? Carl about? Yeah. And I'm like, what? <laughs> oh, All right, this is totally true. Wait. Totally true. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? And he said, um, There's a volume button. I like to do anything that's bad. Would you me? This is Sam Kinison. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's like, yeah, would you me? And the first thing out of my mouth was, hell no. Do you you have any porn? So anyway, that's the bottom line. So Sam asked Richard Pryor Jr. to have sex with him. Supposedly they did. (laughs) And then we tried to call Carl. And Carl, now you're friends with Carl. Carl wouldn't take the phone call. He got all nervous and wouldn't take it. Now I'm starting to think that this may be true. Well, I was promised not to say anything <laughs> about any of this by Sam's ex-girlfriend. Uh-huh. So I will take the Fifth, Sixth, and Seventh Amendments. That's, this. that's I've heard real. it. I've heard it. I have no idea. And I mean, you really have a discussion with her? Or you'd rather I was actually making love to Dice at the time. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Very gentle for a big Jewish woman. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh... Yeah, I heard. Who knows what's true? I'm saying all the drugs and all that stuff. I I just want somebody. I couldn't care less. I just I want somebody to go. Oh yeah, that was, Sam was crazy. He would do anything because it sounds like something that you go. Oh well, okay, I get it. Well, hey, you got, I got an idea. What's on TV tonight? Nah, it's a little different than TV. We're gonna do it live, me and you. <laughs> I don't know. They, they always say it at the Laugh Factory, like hey, that's where it happened. And Jamie Masada, the owner, he takes. By the way, I'm at uh, Side Splitters tonight. Yes, I know. Just to throw that. Uh-huh. I mean, I was in the neighborhood anyway. Right. We had this stop Thank by. you. Jamie uh, has been on the show, remember that? Because of you. Oh, we yeah. We called Jamie when Ralphie was it, here. Right, right. Now he's never going to get his money from Ralphie. That's never going to happen. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> what do you know, Bobby, what do you know about Carl? Carl ever say anything about that stuff? No. No. Well, I think we should start pressing Carl about this information. Like he hasn't been through enough already. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Side Splitters uh, is, of course, in Carrollwood. 960-1197 is the number of sidesplitterscomedy.com where you can make your reservation online. I asked you not to plug the gig. I know, but it's the least I could do with lobster cheesecake in the room. 
is to uh, help you out. I, I, I was uh, we were doing this movie with Rodney. I was just making just his personality, uh-huh. and it was like one of his last movies. He played like the the handsome swashbuckler at eighty five. You know, so he goes, Harry Basil, the director goes, all right, let's do it one more time. And he goes, Harry, we're gonna do one for one more time for that's bull, you know. And he looks at me, he goes, why do we gotta keep doing it, and Rodney? It's a it's a movie. Yeah, you gotta do it one more time. If, if, if we did it just to time, we'd be out of here in 90 minutes. <laughs> uh, what's his best movie? Uh, I said Back to School. I mean, I can watch Back to School every time it's on. Uh, Sam, is that the one Sam has that great scene? Yeah, yeah, where he's the teacher. Brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's so funny because I referenced that movie when uh, Rodney's in the economics class and he's having a hard time with the teacher. And I go, I reference it when I'm talking when people bring up Trump. And they're like, I go, it, do I think Trump did probably cross the line on this Ukraine thing? Yeah. But do I think that he should be impeached? No. Because Rodney explains it really well. You want to build a building in New York? You have to grease the mob. You have to grease the, the guy. You got to know how to do business the right way. And sometimes you have to take a little away. And sometimes you have to give a little. If you're an experienced guy, you know how to negotiate that way. That's that's what I learned from uh, back to school. The thing I don't like about Trump has nothing to do with presidency. I knew him. We used to do radio at his place, the Trump Plaza. Right. And he's always bragging. Oh, yeah. Like, but it's kind of sad. It's like, do you really, you're already this. Do you have to brag about? And I, I used to, when I was a kid and he had his name on everything, and people used to say that, and I never understood why people got annoyed by it. Then I realized how gaudy it was when you get older. Yeah. But that's become his, I mean, I don't know, for a president, do you want that? No, but that's become his character. You know what I mean? That's how he is. But, I mean, you know him personally well, at that point, so. I mean, he would brag to me. Like, what are you bragging to me for? I'm that's just an, a hack with a hook. <laughs> that's an insecurity. That's, uh, you want people to constantly uh, approve of you. He said to me, he goes, you know, I never give anybody money. What I do is I give them titles. They're happy with that, and I don't lose any money. I go, what do you mean? He goes, well, you know, like, I don't, make, I don't give a guy any, bu- any bucks, but I, I make him vice president. He goes, it means nothing. Right, but, but he's calling thinking, that. What a prick you are. <laughs> Smart prick who's got all of his money. Yeah. You know what well, I'm saying? it didn't hurt that his father was, uh, he gave him a head start on the other kids. Yeah, yeah that's true. Uh, but not nearly as much as he's accumulated. I mean, over time, he's been a successful businessman. Hey, he was he was perfect for that show. His, uh, totally. That was that was him being the way he really is and showing off. And yeah, I mean, I, I don't care. I, these, I'm I'm amazed that fifty percent of the country thinks the other fifty percent are stupid. Yes, and they're both stupid. Yeah, both sides. Because I watch the. Uh, sometimes I want to defend Trump, because, but because people are so ridiculous. But yeah, he can't like do everything. He, no. can't, he can't make your cousin Louie get a job. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get off the couch first, Louie. Uh, this is Dom Herrera who is here with us. Are you still uh, hanging with Tosh? Yeah, but he's, he has a baby now. So oh, he does? Yeah, he's... Uh, you know, it's funny. We were talking about the, the generations and all. I'm really lucky because I guess I, because I was nice to people, but they all remember it. You know, it's like yeah. Mark Maron was on my podcast one time. And I, I said, thanks for coming in, Mark. I know things are cooking for you. You're busy. Because Don will do anything for you. He says, when I was uh, about dead on Coke, driving the limousine with the comedy store around, he goes, you were nice to me and you tried to help me. I said, well, you're supposed to be nice to people. It's not that big a deal. Right, right. You know, like, and Chris D'Elia said something really cool. He goes, it's weird with you. He said, I don't think of you as older than us. I just think of you as one of us. Yeah. That's important. Care? I mean, that's yeah. a... That's a because you, I'm sure they learn a lot from just having you around with all your experiences, as successful as they are. But yeah, but they're cool to me, you know. Everybody, uh, yeah. Well, like when Bill Burr did that rant, and I was Philly, uh, him in Philly. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. The Camden. Yeah, yeah. Ge- ge- correct geography, please. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> but I mean, I knew he was up to something because I said to the audience, I said, like a couple of people booed me, but I'm from Philly. I do fine there. I right. Do the casinos. 
And uh, I said to them, I said, look, I know you, you guys are born me. I says, you, 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 live with, you, you live with your mother in a mother's basement. You, you got your ACDC T-shirts. You, <laughs> I said, I made $12,000 in 10 minutes, so <laughs> have your way with me. Right? And then Bill, he grabs my hand. Like, I knew something was up. He goes, they booed Dom Herrera. I go, I am Dom Herrera. Lighten up. Just do your act. And he goes, F them. Yeah. And he goes, I sit on the speaker. And you've heard Durant. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. My favorite line is, and by the way, the Liberty Bell... F you to Liberty Bell. And I'm thinking, what the Liberty Bell? <laughs> <laughs> there were so many. My favorite was when he started talking about having, having living with your mother, you have pimples on your back. <laughs> he goes, and then he's like, uh, well, you, you got a statue of a fake boxer. You have two championship yeah, yeah. boxers in the game. <laughs> you got a fake boxer outside. Well, we had a night in Kilkenny that was the best mandate I ever had. Because uh-huh. I'm like established in Kilkenny, and he wasn't at the time. And he says, do me a favor. Take me to the back bars in here. There's places you know that the public doesn't know. We went, I swear to God, you know, like those laughs, especially black guys have laughs where they fall down. Yeah, yeah. I never f- fell down before. We were we were crying laughing. Just stupid stuff, you know. The guy be like drunk, on lying on the bar, his head, and his, and we start singing. Said about you know, that kind of yeah, yeah. Irish songs. But, man, he's probably the funniest offstage. Where is? But Bur- can make you cry later. Yeah, yeah, he's great. He's great. He's one of those guys that, like Tosh, used to come on the show, then got too famous. That's <laughs> <laughs> well, how he, it goes. He doesn't like it. The thing about Daniel is he's already made it, yeah. so he doesn't want to ruin it by saying something stupid. Well, that's smart. You know, he told me, he says, I'll do your podcast when I'm done this show. Mm-hmm. I, I, I saw, by the way, I, he sneaked out about five more seasons than I thought he would on that show, on Tosh.0. I haven't seen it in a while just because I have kids. It's hard to watch TV, but... We used to die over it. We used, to die, we used to not only love the show, but we'd find some of the people he had on the show. We'd have to go find them to have them on our show now. I felt like he was my retarded son. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we, we would go to the gym and, and just talk. Yeah. And, like, we go to a different, you know, the barbells, were, and we never did anything. It's, but, he, you know, he's he, he's really brilliant. In, in what's his chick like? She's cool. Super hot. She said to me, uh, she goes, what do you say when people ask if he's gay? Yeah. I said, I always say, he doesn't really kiss like a gay guy. <laughs> she goes, can I use that? I go, yeah, you can use it. It's not like a part of my head. I, I didn't know for the first couple of seasons of the show. I didn't know him. I didn't know if he was gay or not. He but, loves playing with that. Yeah, and, he's great at it. He yeah. doesn't care. And then they had that episode where he went to the college campuses and he would and he would get the phone numbers from all these girls and he'd oh, call yeah. them live on the air and I was and you could see it in his eyes how much he loved that. Oh yeah, I, uh, he's, he might have babies around the country. Uh, <laughs> Dom Herrera, go see him at Side Splitters this weekend. I promise you, one of the great comedians. I want to say one of the first times I ever went to a comedy club was to a Dom Herrera show. It was Richard Jenny and Dom Herrera were my two earliest. Wow, he's brilliant. Bobby, what was the comedy club that was in South Tampa, like on maybe a Zeal and Dale Mabry? Like in that area. Was it the Comedy Works? I don't remember. It's on Himes and Kennedy? Is that what it was? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That sounds right. Strip club now, I think. Oh, <laughs> I was there and I went to I see. I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went to see. It was my, like, I think that was the first stand-up show that I ever went to see. I was old enough to get in. And it was uh, Richard Jenny, who I knew from probably watching. Uh, he was brilliant. Huh? He was great. He was great. And then one day I had him on the show, on the morning show. And I was like, this was in the 90s. And I go... I just feel like I just feel like you would you should be more famous now. Like you were so funny for so long, Richard. Richard. Yeah. And then I didn't realize that I was adding to his depression as I was telling yeah, him these things. Yeah, you think it's so. a compliment that hurts him? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, go see Dom. I promise you won't be disappointed. Sidesplitterscomedy.com 
or 960-1197. Thank you for getting up early and coming and hanging out Thanks. With us. Good to see you, brother. Good to see you. What, tell everybody, where do I find your podcast? I don't know about this. Now I want to go uh, listen to this. Laugh Factory. You know, check out the one with Bill Burr and Jamie. Okay. Because uh, we would get like <laughs> get people calling in, uh, hey, you know, you guys are really funny, but you got to drop the little Mexican. <laughs> First of all, he's like Middle Eastern. Anybody you can't think of, they must be Mexican. Uh, uh, I guarantee you that the Bill Burr that you heard on Robert Kelly's podcast is not the same Bill Burr you hear at Diamond Area either. So now I have something to listen on the way home. We'll take a quick break. It's a Mike Calder show. It's 1025 The Bone. You. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.